And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast and as always I am joined by the one and only Davey Rispin, it's Mickey Brennan here and uh, Davey, um, a good weekend for Mead GAA, um, the only probably blip on the on, on the thing was probably the minor hurlers um, who were unfortunate that they came up a cropper against the last minute goal uh, from down to lose that um, Pader Lahan. All-Ireland B-Final by two points. Disappointing finish for them. Yeah, disappointing finish for the hurlers. It was almost, as you say, Mickey, uh, an unbelievable weekend and we almost did three from three. Um, Disappointing, I suppose, in the nature of it to to concede a goal four minutes into injury time, um, which ultimately cost them the result. I think they were a point up at that stage and, you know, looking good to to finally capture that Padre Lahan and, yeah, it's just it's 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 a tough one to have to go again, you know, next year because it, I do think they're a good group and probably on on the main maybe deserve to win it and they're they're at it now a couple of years, but that's just the nature of it. Unfortunately, um, we we obviously had a great weekend with the the minor footballers on Saturday and then obviously the ladies today it was it was super. Um, I think before you'd say before a ball was kicked or poked in anger, you'd probably have taken two from three. Um, but the selfish or the greedy side to us would have obviously liked a clean sweep, but it wasn't to be. Yeah, I suppose um, we would have went in as favourites into the hurling and the minors, uh, in the minor hurling and into the minor football. Um, and I'm not sure did we win as favourites into the uh, in, into the intermediate final with the girls as well. I think we, we may we have. did. We were we were two to nine on uh, to nice. do the job, you know. So. Uh, I had a few pound on, so I was delighted myself. Yeah, <laughs> happy like, man. We're in the accum, they weren't. I wasn't putting nine hundred on to win two or anything like that. So, <laughs> people, you know, start. <laughs> yeah, Davy Rispin has a problem, lads. Um, <laughs> don't worry, I'm going to get him help. Um, yeah, like, like we'll we'll go through it on the, this week's show. We will have uh, a little roundup of the minor hurlers, the minor footballers, and of course the ladies winning the All Ireland. We'll be going to the club lottos. We'll be just running through convention uh, very quickly as well. And uh, we'll be going to Instagram Interactive. On our Loyal Royals podcast this week, you will be able to get our full review of the minor game, uh, the minor Leinster semi-final with Leash. Um, we also have an interview with the manager, John McCarthy, after that one. Um, we'll be doing a full review of the Ladies All-Ireland Intermediate Final, where Mead uh, got the better of West Mead. And we've interviews from Myro Shotlessy, Vicky Wall, and Eamon Murray, the manager. Um, and we'll also, on our Loyal Royals this week, be doing our first ever, the inaugural Whammies. That's what we're going to be calling them, the Whammies. It is the We Are Mead Awards 
for 2020. And, uh, you know, there'll be a bit of crack. There'll be some that are tongue-in-cheek and whatever. Um, but we are going to go through all the different grades and give awards to each of the different uh, sections that we've decided to pick out. You'll have to listen to it to hear um, the different awards as well. And then we're, over the next couple of weeks, just want to uh, let people know that we have already started uh, getting ready for the Christmas quiz. It is the big quiz of 2020. The We Are Mean Big Quiz of 2020. And myself and Davey are going to try and pick our 10 best since 2010 from Navin or Matneys. Now, I've already started on mine, Davey, but I'm finding it very, very difficult. So that is one that we'll be recording over the Christmas. And I think that that's one that the, the, the listeners will be dying to hear. Yeah, that's going to be an incredible one, Mickey. We were already, already done the bit of research ourselves and we both agreed that it's... Um, Arguably, probably our, our hardest one to pick so far, just purely because of the amount of quality players that have, I suppose, gone through the Navin O'Mahony system in the last 10 years. Some of the, the older and, and more experienced players and then some of the younger players who have come in. Um, and, and what we probably can't maybe understand is how quickly they've maybe fallen away from being the, the kingpins, I suppose, of Mead football in 2013, 2014, 2015, around that time. Mm-hmm. They have slipped away somewhat in recent years and uh, it, it's just hard to believe when you look at the players and still a lot of them are involved, but then you do see some of the more experienced heads are gradually phasing you know, away from the setup. So it probably adds up, but uh, yeah, that was this is going to be an incredible one for us. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to that best 10 since 2010 for Navin It's a real, a real Christmas treat. Um, but Davey, we're going to start off the podcast this week by speaking about the Mead Minor footballers. They were out on Saturday in Park Tolchin in the Leinster semi-final against Leash and uh, came away with the victory here, 2-10 to 1-7. The job done by uh, John McCarthy's lads and um, probably in the opposite fashion to what how they've been winning games lately. They did, they did most of their hard work in the first half and got the scores on the board in the first half. Um, second half... Got a little bit sloppy from both sides and whatever, but Mead had all the work done at that stage. Yeah, it, w- it won't go down as a classic or, or a real memorable game by all accounts, but you know you have to consider the elements and the, the time of the year and everything like that. And um, it, particularly in, as you say, Mickey, towards the end of the second half, you know the rain was coming down. It was a really difficult breeze blowing um, from, I suppose, the hospital over towards say the Navan O'Mahony's corner of the pitch, and it was a tricky win to negotiate. But, you know, full credit to Leash in the first 10, 15 minutes. They came out all guns ablazing and really made it difficult for me after three or four wides in the spin to kick five points in a row um, and, and some absolutely, you know, serious scores to really put Mead under the cosh. But um, it was probably after that first water break that Mead really got into their stride and into their um, the ascendancy. And it, the first one, obviously, was uh, Liam Stafford, who, who came on early in the piece. Um, due to an injury and like he made an instant impact it was a really bad kick out from the leash goalkeeper capitalised on quickly by Mead and Stafford rifled in and a few minutes later then Alan Bowden added a second goal for Mead Um, and they were obviously key you know scores in the overall piece and from then on as you say Mickey it was game management and that's really what it was about in the second half I mean there was no there was no score from either side in the last 15 minutes it was really dour stuff but the job, as you say, was done and it was all about protecting the six-point lead, which they'd, um, they'd built up and, and they did it well. You have to say, you know, that you know they, they know they'll have to up the ante for the final. They probably weren't as good as they were against Westmead or Dublin at different stages, but they didn't have to be. They just about did enough and 
you know, uh, another another final. I think it's the possibly the third in four years. Am I right in saying? I think so. Yeah, yeah, and it's down as well. Just as you mentioned, the third for the third of January, and it's in Parnell Park. But that is all depending on lockdowns and stuff at the moment. It is scheduled for the third of January, and that's going to be a really big day out for John McCarthy and the lads. Yeah, it is indeed, Mickey. Yeah, hopefully, you know they do get the green light because they've already had an enforced break um, after the Dublin game, then into the to the Westmead game. So fingers crossed. You know, as we say, with the momentum that they have playing week in, week out, obviously they have a little bit of a two-week gap now, which I actually think will do them the world of good because, um, you know, losing John McDonough um, and Ben Donnelly yesterday in the first half to injuries, I'd say they probably could do with the two weeks just to recover themselves fully. And I'm sure there's a few other knocks and niggles as well, but um, it's going to be awfully, as you say. And, and I suppose that's a minor surprise as well because of how well Kildare have been operating at minor level for the last number of years. Granted, it's not obviously the same team that won the All-Ireland a couple of years ago, but they've clearly done incredibly good work at underage level. But from speaking to a few of the Leash boys who were at the game uh, yesterday, they've crossed paths with Offaly on several different occasions recently, and they said they're a very good side and very capable, and this will be a massive occasion for them, probably more so maybe than it will be for Mead, because it's their first final in, in a long, long time. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, they got over, they dethroned the, the current Leinster champions, Kildare, by 210 to 2-7. And uh, if I remember correctly, I think this Offaly side were quite quite good um, a couple of years ago in the uh, Jerry Riley tournament. Um, I think Cavan got over Offaly in a tight semi-final and went on to play Mead in that final. And this, this Mead minor team were excellent at Jerry Riley underage um, level. So, yeah, um, it, it is going to be a massive day and hopefully it does go ahead on the 3rd of January. But at least these lads know, Davy, that they're in the Leinster final. That's it, Mickey. Yeah, and, and look at it's always been one step at a time for them. They're a very grounded bunch, um, maturity far beyond their years, as as you know, John says um in our interview, which we'll hear in the Loyal Royals podcast as well. But um, yeah, they, they've just gone about it in a business like manner, Mickey. And you know, I've I've been really impressed with I suppose different aspects of their games. But when you look at the three games so far. Not one player has nearly stood out in all three of the games, if you get me. So Owen Frayne against Dublin was was the one. Kieran Caulfield the last day against Westmead, sensational. But but it was probably the likes of Alan Bowden or Liam Kelly or Sean Emmanuel maybe on, on Saturday that the, were the ones to stand out and Liam Stafford obviously coming off the bench too. So what that's telling me and, and telling us as a whole is that they don't rely on any one player to kind of get them out of, of a rut. They have a variety of different players who are well capable of standing up and um, that, that's a really good sign. Yeah, it really is. And especially, you know, that they stand up and, and it's a team of leaders that if one lad who would say um, impressed the week beforehand is earmarked by the opposing team and stopped in, in any one given game, that somebody else is going to step up to the mark and, uh, and play that uh, leader's role. It's absolutely great to see it. And we wish John McCarthy... And the Mead Miners the very best when they go out to take on Offaly in the Leinster final on the 3rd of January, hopefully. And again, we'll be doing a full review of the minor game and we have that interview with John McCarthy that'll be on our Loyal Royals podcast later this week. Moving on now, Davey. The minor hurlers, they were out in the Paddlehan All-Ireland B final and um, it was in Park Tolchin on Sunday afternoon. 
And it was a soccer blow. It was a soccer punch at the very end of the game. Francis Caldwell um, from Down getting that goal late in injury time, maybe four minutes into injury time, to give Down the victory, 114 to 15 points. And just so close and yet so far away again. Absolutely, Mickey. And, you know, led by two points at the break. I think it was 8-6 to the Royals um, at the interval as well. Probably a low score and uneventful half. And it looked as if it was probably going to be a slow burner and maybe just, you know, eventually peter out and Mead would just about get over the line um, in what probably, again, couldn't be put down as a classic. But unfortunately, as you said, that, you know, goal late, late, late in the day from Francis Caldwell, um, you know, broke Mead hearts at the end of um, of a campaign, a really short campaign, I suppose you have to say, because they obviously went straight to the semi-final where they played Wicklow and, and did a bit of a job on Wicklow. Um, wouldn't have got a whole pile from it because of the margin of the victory and everything like that. I'm sure they were under no illusions um, what they were going into in this game, but you know that that's the nature of it. Again, like there was a huge spread of scores out of Mead's tally of 15 points. You had um, four points each for Ryan Bias and Joey Cole. Um, Joey Cole again was was the resident free taker last week. I think he got three out of his four points uh, today from freeze, and, and Ryan Bias out of his four got one sideline as well, which is a, a skill that we're probably seeing more and more coming into hurling at top inter county level as well, Mick. And that sideline coming in the 62nd minute to put me the point up, and it yeah. looked like it had sealed the deal. And what a way to win! Uh, an All-Ireland final but with a with a showing off a piece of skill like that taking a sideline cut just was just wasn't to be two minutes later obviously we said Caldwell sticking the ball in the net but uh, Ryan Bias's uh, sideline just absolutely perfection Absolutely Mickey and unfortunately there's nothing <laughs> you, you can't even give yourself a chance that's the worst thing similar to maybe the county final with Ratoth and Gail Columkill fair enough Gail Columkill got one more chance to go forward after conceding the goal but when it when the goal goes in so late in the day, it's very hard for, for a team to go up the other end and try and bounce back by getting one of their own. Um, and unfortunately, that's just it. Look, at it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an incredible way of winning for down, you have to say. But it's the most heartbreaking way possible yeah. to lose a final for me. And look, at they're, they're young guys. They'll, they'll be back. They have big careers ahead of them. And as we were saying, we probably need a little bit of an injection of youth definitely into the Mead Senior um, panel. And, and fingers crossed these lads can maybe go on to do that in the next couple of years. I've no doubt they probably will. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as you were saying, it's it's probably the worst way to win a final and probably the best way to win a final as well for the winning team. But hard luck to the Mead Miners losing out by two points, two down in that Pattern Lahan All-Ireland B final. Moving on now to the main event from the weekend, Davey. It was Crow Park, it's 20th of December, and it was the ladies' All-Ireland final, the intermediate final, and... Lady Luck, Sean, and the girls today, um, they got over the line, third time of asking, having lost in 2018 and 2019 in the All-Ireland Final, Davy, and uh, you were there to to see it and experience it with the girls. Yeah, it was great, Mickey, you know, really, really good. Um, it, 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 one of the most uh, unpredictable and remarkable games you're ever likely to see as well because of the start that was made to it, you know, with Westmead striking three goals in, in the first 10 minutes of the game and uh, really put Meads uh, under the caution. There was, I'm sure, probably nightmares or, you know, flashbacks to that final against Tyrone a couple of years ago when Meads shipped six goals um, and just capitulated in the final. But what impressed me most about it was after the concession of those three goals, which, you know, one of them was a really, really well-worked goal. The other two were sloppy. 
to be honest with you, the I think it was the second one which was dropped into the net. I'm not convinced that that I thought I thought the referee or slash the umpires are going to disallow it because it looked as if she was trying to make connection with her foot, but just dropped the ball into the net um, as it drew it. But anyway, the goal stood and me, me never panicked, Mickey, and like their, their composure. Um, all the way through the pitch, but particularly yeah. in front of the post was the most impressive thing for me. They didn't register a first half wide um, and they gradually just built their way back into the game and obviously the two goals were, were huge scores and getting them back to, to parity in Brigetta Lynch and that's one of the that goals of the season, yeah. one of the goals of the ages from Vicky Wall as well. It it really did um, have, have shades of old Mulligan against Dublin about it, you know, obviously down the other end and that, but you know, the way in which she just built up a bit of pace, power, skinned two or three players and then crossed with her weaker right foot. And she was saying afterwards, which again, we'll hear in our Loyal Royals podcast, that she got a bit of stick off the off the media and off the TV for being very much left footed after the semi-final. And she's put so much work into her right foot in the last couple of weeks to try and you know, <laughs> prove that. And my word, what a goal it was. It was an absolute rocket. But I, I mean, you always felt, even at the start, you always felt that Mead were in control of it, mate. But once Matt Smead, and even the penalty they got in the second half, completely against the run of play. Um, but again, you know, an absolutely stunning finish uh, by Archibald, who's probably one of their more experienced players into the top in. And uh, you were like, oh, geez, here we go again. And Mead were behind again. But again, never panicked, just chipped away at the points. Uh, Emma Duggan, superb on the day. Vicky Wallen got a couple of great scores. Stacey Grimes probably wasn't at, our, at the the game that we've seen against Clare in the semi-final, but still got a couple of crucial points as well. Moiro Shocknessy. There was there was contributions from all over the pitch, Mickey, which is crucial. Um, and, it, and it was just a really, really well-deserved and merited win. And and a pulsating and thoroughly entertaining game to watch as well. Yeah, it really was. It was a, it was a fantastic game of football. You know, there was only one team that was scoring goals quicker than uh, Westmead today, and that was Man United against uh, Leeds. Just thought I'd bring that up there, Davey. But uh, no, it was like... Um, you know the composure these girls showed and you know they must have been at stages thinking oh no it's going to be like the Tyrone game we're just going to let in a load of goals but they never you know faltered they just kept going and going and going with the plan I'd say I'd love to see the stats for possession of the ball because I would reckon that Mead had about 75-80% of the possession of the ball today against West Mead um, I thought that Westmead set up very, very defensively and, and it was kind of horrible to watch it. But Mead, I thought, dealt with it brilliantly. Kept the ball really well, kept recycling it, switching it from one side of the field to the other and then picking out the little pockets of space. Um, I thought I thought Emma Duggan was fantastic. I thought Vicky Wall was excellent, but it was between her and Emma Duggan for, for the player of the match. But I suppose Vicky Wall's goal and the two points she kicked were at crucial times of the game when Mead needed scores. But, you know, you could go through the whole team. There was fabulous performances. I thought Avian Lee, when she came on, was excellent, showed up really well, looking for the ball the whole time. It kicked a magnificent score as well. So, yeah, like, just brilliant. Absolute heroes. Um, what they've done for Mead, ladies football in Mead now is just, like, it's just incredible. And it's only going to go from strength to strength. Yeah, absolutely. And when you look down through the team today and the age profile of the players, in stark contrast to maybe Westmead, they are quite a seasoned team who have been mm. on the road for a long time. This Mead team, not, not so much. They've had great success at underage level. But, you know, and, and whilst they probably played in the majority of the two finals to date, 
they're still very young in, in their development and everything like that. And this is just going to give them a huge boost. And again, the, the, the likes the 15s, 16s, minor players now who know that hopefully they're going to be coming into a senior environment to play their football. Um, and what's more is they're actually going to give the ladies a Leinster championship because obviously up to now, Dublin have been the only senior team from Leinster playing. So now me, they're automatically into a Leinster final next year where we'll play Dublin. Um, the All-Ireland Champions, of course, the Senior All-Ireland Champions, which is, which is a little bit of an added bonus in itself too. But I, I just harp back to, you know, I think the difference between the sides. And again, we've spoken about this in length probably in the preview podcast too and, and go back to the Clare game. But um, the kickouts, right? If you watch today, Westmead didn't have a kickout strategy. Every yeah. kickout was bombed long. They took a total of 22 kickouts, Mickey. Um, and they lost 10 of them, I think. Mead took a total of 12 kickouts and won 10. So therein, I think, lies the difference of getting primary possession, building it from the back. Westmead, unfortunately, on, on numerous different occasions, lost the ball and it led to the concession of scores um, from a Mead standpoint. So I, I think something as simple as that was actually the difference in what you'd still have to probably call it a tight enough game. And it was a tight game up until maybe the last 10 minutes, up until that sin bin to the yeah. Westmead player, about 10, 11 minutes from time. There was very little in it and they were still going point for point. But you always just felt that Mead had a little bit more in hand. And again, as you said, Avian Leahy, you know, but you look at the other substitutes, Kelsey Nesbitt, oh, yeah. Orla Bourne, um, Emma White and, and Mary-Kate Lynch then coming on late in the day as well. They've all been given contributions in all of the games, down Leitrim, Clare and today. And I think that was a crucial once again, particularly Avian Leahy. I think she came on at a similar time to the, one, to, to the game in Clare. Against yeah. there, sorry, um, due to injury as well. But aside from that outstanding score, probably the point of the game, I would say. Um, her all-round game was just superb, and um, I thought she was excellent. Yeah, and, and, and when you consider that Sarah Wall went off so early from, with that injury, you know, um, and we do wish her the very best uh, uh, in her recovery. Um, you haven't conceded goal, three goals at that stage. You would have been fearing that, um, you know, with your full back gone, your rock at the back of that defence gone. You, you, you could have been fearing that there could be more goals to come in, but they just stood firm and they were absolutely fantastic. And well done to him and Maria and uh, his ladies team on making it up, making it back up to senior championship for 2021. Absolutely magnificent feat. Um, and again, we'll be doing a full review of the ladies' game with interviews from Myro Shotnessy, Vicky Wall, and Eamon Murray after their victory in Crow Park over um, Westmead. Um, and quite joyous they were after after winning that all Ireland. It was absolutely brilliant to watch it. I had tears in my eyes watching it on the fo- on the TV today. Just fantastic. Don't let winter take hold of your garden. Blow away those pesky leaves with Husqvarna blowers, and keep that lawn in tip-top shape all year with Husqvarna Automower. Don't stop there. The neighbours are now looking. Keep those hedges low with a Husqvarna hedge trimmer. Watch your neighbours turn green with envy as you keep your garden looking immaculate all year round. P.O.R. Coyne and Sons, your local Husqvarna dealer, have the full Husqvarna range of garden products. Visit us in-store at Clonard County Meath or call us on 046 1910 Davy, before we go on to just mention convention, the lotto, um, we might have some news on some of the lottos around the, the, the county. Yeah, I think we do indeed, Mickey. Uh, the first one up is from 
trying to go back exactly seven days so I don't miss any of these. Uh, the first one I think I have is from um, Kilskier. Uh, their next draw, no, sorry. The first one I have is from Drumbarra. Um, theirs takes place every Monday night at 9 p.m. live on Drums TV. Their current jackpot is 2,300. Um, Oldcastle are next and their Blotto uh, still has them at one and it clocks on to 10,200. Their last draw before Christmas takes place on Wednesday night, which is the 23rd. Um, that'd be a great one to win just before Christmas as well. Uh, my own court time, we had our last draw before Christmas last Friday. No winner of our 9,100 jackpot, which means we're going to do a bonus draw on the 27th, which is next Sunday, uh, 27th of December. And it's going to be a jackpot of 9,200. Minolte GFC, this just gets bigger and bigger by the week, Mickey. 14,800. Take place tonight, Sunday at 9 p.m. All profits of this week's lotto are being split 50-50 for two local organisations, Palliative Care and Local Community Council, to help pay for the gifts for the senior citizens of the community. That is absolutely brilliant for Minalty. I know we, we laugh and joke about, you know, loving to win the lotto every week and that, but th- that's a really nice touch probably in the lead up to Christmas. And I'm sure their jackpot, when, when their jackpot, sorry, is so high, they're taking in obviously huge money every week. And that's a great to, to see their full contributions going 50-50 split to, to both of those great causes. Yeah, um, absolutely brilliant. Black Hole Gales, uh, 3,600 uh, of a jackpot takes place on Monday the 28th of December. So just after Christmas, they have some ex-Christmas spot prizes as well on, on offer. Navin O'Mahony's, their last one before Christmas takes place this Tuesday at 9pm. Their jackpot is at the minute 12,650, another big one there in Navin. Uh, Longwood, 7,700. It takes place on Monday night at 8pm. Dunsany, 10,000. Their draw takes place on a Saturday, so I assume they're doing it on Stevens's day. They haven't said otherwise, so that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gil Column Kill. Um, Alan Tormey is reminding me that it is every Thursday night because we had this confusion last week about you know Wednesday and Thursday night. So thanks, Alan, for clarifying that. Their jackpot rolls on to 11,100. Um, and their draw takes place on Wednesday, the 23rd of December. So another one just before the Christmas holidays there. Um, Manalvi GFC, theirs takes place every Monday night and theirs is currently at 10,000. Ballinlock, 2,600, Monday the 21st at 9pm. Kilmainham, 3,700. Theirs is also on Monday at only at 10 o'clock. And the last one on my list is Clonard, 3,700, and their draw takes place every Monday night live at 8pm. Brilliant stuff. And uh, again, we just want to... You know, uh, say to everybody out there, you know, support your local local club in these times. And all you have to do is buy a lotto slip. It's €32.10 if you go online. All of their social media and websites will have the link to their your local uh, lotto, your local GEA lotto. So um, yeah, get on. If you're not in, you can't win, as we always say. Uh, Davey, moving on. Convention was held um, in, in, in the last few weeks there in Mead. And uh, no real surprises. Um uh, and there was there was no major jobs up for grabs and few minor jobs up for grabs and you know they, 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 like it went basically as as expected. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't think the the likes of the chairman, secretaries, treasurer's job was up for grabs. Obviously, Paddy Kelly uh, getting the vice chair, which is probably the the big news to come out of convention. Um, beating Nick Fitz and uh, Nick Fitzgerald in that position. So um, Paddy Kelly will stay on for another 
uh, another stint as, as vice chair. But uh, yeah, obviously it's different because it, it was held virtually. So they didn't, you know, have the normal convention that they normally do. And that probably was reflected in the positions that were up for grabs as well, Mickey. Um, not too much fluctuation in, in different jobs and everything like that. So um, good to see um, the county board reporting uh, uh, an increase of 400,000 uh, profit, I suppose, for the year. Surplus, um, yeah. Yeah, surplus, exactly, because, it, you know, it obviously was a difficult year, but they probably didn't have as much expenses maybe as other years. So good to see. And, and John Kavanagh, I noticed, has said that there will hopefully be a bit of news on the funding for Park Talton in the coming week or two as well. So we'll, we'll wait um, and watch that with interest as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we just want to congratulate uh, one of the lads who always uh, is available for the podcast there, Brian Kelly from Centralstown, who went in as assistant secretary uh, to the, for the county board. So he, he, I think he was up against, um, who's he up against, Davey? He was up against Brendan Cummins and oh, yeah. Pete, Peter O'Halloran. Yeah, he was up against Brendan Cummins and Peter O'Halloran. So, uh, well done to Brian Kelly. He's in there as Assistant Secretary. Um, so uh, we wish him the very best luck in that position. Don't let winter take hold of your garden. Blow away those pesky leaves with Husqvarna blowers and keep that lawn in tip-top shape all year with Husqvarna Automower. Don't stop there. The neighbours are now looking. Keep those hedges low with a Husqvarna hedge trimmer. Watch your neighbours turn green with envy as you keep your garden looking immaculate all year round. P.O.R. Coyne & Sons, your local Husqvarna dealer, have the full Husqvarna range of garden products. Visit us in-store at Clonard County Meath or call us on 046 955 1910. Moving on, Davey. Um, non-managerial merry-go-round. We haven't heard much on that this week at all. Oh, I, I, I'm trying to think of different positions which are still up for grabs and I can't actually think of too many clubs that are still looking for a manager to be to be honest with you Mickey um, I think the talk is that Lara Wall is going to stay on in, in Gale Column Kill which is obviously big news in itself and uh, well, it is that time of the year um, it's around now that we always start talking about Lara Wall and yeah. Kells but, but Kells will be you know obviously at this stage you're, you're a matter of days out before Christmas it will be a real uh, gut red should one to lose a manager at this stage but I think he's going to stay on and give it another crack next re- next year which is great news and to the best of my knowledge all of the clubs are, are more or less filled I haven't heard of any clubs that are still actively looking so I assume all the clubs nearly have their house in order at this stage Yeah and um, there's, there's been no tiffs or, or, or walkouts just yet so the lads haven't been back training yet so as if anything happens, we'll keep us up to date on that. Dave, you're going to move on now to our final segment. It is, of course, Instagram Interactive, um, or as I like to call it, Bannabraki getting slagging in at Trim. And uh, on this week's uh, Instagram, have we have we had much interaction, let's just say? There's a good bit of interaction. Actually, very little from the Bannabraki and Trim feud at the minute. Um, maybe they're coming Cease together fire. for the, the Christmas holidays and then re, reassuming it probably in the new year and everything like that, which is nice to see. Um, but as you can imagine, Mickey, you know, the Mead ladies, naturally enough, dominate and, um, and, that, and that's really well-deserved. The first one is from Dean Cluck, Valnabraki <coughs> goalkeeper, and he just said, delighted for the girls. Yeah, we all are. Like, it's just brilliant. And, you know, to go up there, to go to the well again, uh, go into an all-iron final um, and... To concede three early goals, first sco- three scores that conceded were three yeah. goals. Um, but to stick to the plan was absolutely awesome. And 
don't, like kicking twice as many scores as the opposing team. Like it was, um, what was it, 217? That's 19 scores against four or five. So Westmead only penetrated in defence nine times. Mm. And, and they still brought it almost down to the wire, you know, as a result of that. But yeah, yeah the better team won. I don't think there's any um, doubt about that. Uh, Vicky Wall is obviously the the toast of the county tonight as well. And Robert Perfield, um, praising her with saying a serious display from Vicky Wall in Croker. Unbelievable. And her goal will be talked about for years and years and years to come. Like absolutely incredible. Um, took the ball outside, took the ball outside the 45, drove at the heart of the Westmead defence, shrugging them off like they were flies, swatting them away, and then turning onto her weaker right foot, which to me, when she struck the ball, I was like, oh, that's some right foot she has. So, um, you know, it was just incredible. And then yeah. the two scores she got late on were so crucial as well. There were massive scores when we needed scores at that stage, just to really put distance between ourselves and Westmead. Jamie Clark is the next one to pay homage to Vicky and saying that the men's team could do with a Vicky Wall. Yeah, you know, like it's she, there's a few leaders on that on that ladies team, and I can see I can see what he's I can see what he's trying to say. All right. Uh, the next one is from Evan Connor, and he says Vicky Wall animal, just incredible. You know, like uh, left foot, right foot, just you know, just top class, top class. It's, I think it's when she when she really gets going, she's so hard to stop because she's she's such a good runner. She's so powerful and she could shoot as well. Like so, she's a really hard um, person to stop when she gets into full flight. And Darren McGill has, uh, and I'll give you the reasoning behind this one. He says how Vicky Wall will save us all. I don't know if you've seen it today, but Ross White had a great. Um, and he says, get the ball to Vicky Wall and Vicky Wall will save us all. I think yeah. that's class. That's really, really good. Yeah, so uh, really the lads are, are obviously uh, joining forces there for that one. Um, <laughs> the next one is from Kathleen O'Higgins and she says, been a while since the Mead team won in All-Ireland, which it is. Well, it is. Absolutely. Um, Trying to think. Well, the, the Camogie. Me Camogie, yeah. 2017, I'm going to say. Um... Mead Juniors, they lost. Yeah, they won a Leinster last year. Yeah, won a Leinster, but not Ireland. Not 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 Ireland. Um, the last minor or under twenty one, or was the last All Ireland then at football, ladies football or men's football, ninety nine. Yeah, it could well have been. Yeah, um, oh. we'll have to check the uh, record books for that one. Did the minor? Did the minor ladies win in All Ireland? Yeah, I think they did actually. The minor ladies yeah, yeah. won in All Ireland as well. Yeah. 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 Um, Sophie Healy is next and she said Shauna Ennis for an all-star yeah like the, the, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of players in that team that could be mentioned for an all-star but Shauna Ennis was was excellent once again just showed her credentials brilliant brilliant centre half yeah she was she was rock solid really held the middle um, led by example too she's the vice captain so they've got a number of leaders there although they are a young team in addition to probably Moira you know at midfield and Shauna at six the likes of Monica McGurk, Nevo Sullivan in the full forward line. You know, these have played for the guts of maybe 10 years now at this stage. You know, they're around a long time. They've experienced the highs and experienced the lows as well. So they know what it's all about and how it's how things are won and lost. Um, Lauren Gorman says, heartbreaking, uh, heartbreaking finish to the minor hurling final. Yeah, unbelievable. Like, you know, when, when, uh, when, 
when you get that sideline cut from um uh what's his, what's the young man's name? Um ba, 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 ba. that's uh, bias. Bias, yes. I was going, I thought it was bias, but I wasn't sure. Um when he gets that sideline cut two minutes into added time, like they, they must have been thinking that was it. It was all over and done with and just to lose it the way they did, last puck of the game practically, and yeah, just tough going. Amy Gaffney said Emma Troy was solid. Emma Troy was class. Oh, Jesus, she was brilliant. More times the ball went in and she came out with it and made these marauding runs up the field. Absolutely brilliant. Um, couldn't couldn't fault any of them, really. Like. Yeah, and topped it off with a point late in the day as yeah. well, which was uh, really just put the cherry on top of the ice. And um, Next one is from Keen Harmon, and he said, dismal performance from David Coldrick yesterday. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I thought it was a fairly easy game to referee. There wasn't much in it. Like I, 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 I what calls is he on about? Like, well, well, I, th- I think that the shoulder to to Lee Keegan was probably one that maybe stands out, and uh, the 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 black card, which wasn't for Johnny Cooper, maybe as well. Um, they'd be the two that maybe would stick out to me as as poor calls. I, again, I probably wouldn't say dismal. Uh, probably not his best of days, but uh, far from dismal, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next one is from Joe McWeeny. He says, Emma Duggan and Vicky Wall on fire. No wonder Dunboyne won the championship. Yeah, like you know, they are two of two of the top footballers in the country, I'd say. Um, and to have both of them on the one team, club team, must be an absolute joy. Sure, must. Um, and he is a Dunboyne man as well as Joe, so he'll be really delighted. He followed that up by saying, Mead Miners with the chance to make it 317 Leinster Championships in four years, which would be a, an incredible achievement and a yeah, piece if they do. Yeah, it'd be absolutely brilliant if they can, um, you know, and, and just keep this conveyor belt of underage footballers going um, because that's what you need getting getting up to under 20s and then going into your senior team. Oh, McDonald says rumors Ben Colwell is setting up an OnlyFans. Dear. Oh, oh, oh. Um, has he signed up yet? I don't know. <laughs> Would you buy it? No, well, I'm not, not for me. I just he seems to know an awful lot about it. So I just thought that maybe, maybe he had already he, he was looking for looking for a, a a link or something like that so he could sign up. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's not like Patreon now. It's it's very different type of content. <laughs> is it David? Mickey, is it David now? And how do you know this, David? I, I I don't. I've heard. I've heard. Right, right. I don't think me GA be high on the agenda in the OnlyFans accounts, to be honest. No, 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 no. The only reason I know about the OnlyFans account was because of the 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 whole rigmarole that happened over in Dundalk. In Dundalk. Um, and that's when I figured. That's when it was explained to me about <laughs> about uh, what OnlyFans is. <laughs> no, we're not going to go into it. Then, obviously. No, no. I think we've got into it enough. Um, Efo Kane actually has another shout in for Sean Ennis for another All Star. So Sean Ennis has definitely got two votes already. Um, yeah, Sean Ennis. Yeah, she'd definitely be up there. So she will. That's for sure. Um, Alan Moore just says Malibu and milk. Malibu and milk. It's it's that time of the year. It, it and is, and, and your own jelly was was drinking it there the other night, Mickey, tagged me. Uh, first, t- first taste he's ever had of it um, and thought it was a game changer. Yeah, he's been missing ever since. Uh, <laughs> he drank three bottles of it and, and two litres of milk and has gone missing. Well, interestingly, uh, Jelly's name is mentioned because Peter Duffy has come in with a question and he wants to know, was James O'Dwyer sacked 
or did he step away from the Simonstown Junior Series? Now, as, as always, when these kind of questions come up, Mickey, we've done a poll. Yeah. Um, just to see what the listeners reckon and, and where they see, see it been. So, obviously, the poll is only up in the last few minutes, but there's 18 votes to 10 in favour of Jelly being sacked. So, almost 50%, or sorry, almost uh, 75%, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah. Act, uh, obviously the poll is still quite young, so hopefully for Jelly's sake, that will change. But that's a that's a staggering and, and really eye catching start. Yeah, what was it the fact that Colin Morok was you know just felt that he was he was in the sh- in he was living in, in in Jelly shadow, and that you know he needed Jelly out of the way so that he could get the senior team to concentrate a bit more. Who knows? Only time will tell. It'll all, it'll all be determined by this poll. <laughs> and, and who knows, maybe O'Rourke is looking for Peter Duffy to step up to the senior panel and possibly if Jelly was still there, you know, the two lads have quite a close bond that maybe Peter Duffy wouldn't have been coaxed away. No, no, that's way too far-fetched now. Um, way too far-fetched. Don't let winter take hold of your garden. Blow away those pesky leaves with Husqvarna blowers and keep that lawn in tip-top shape all year with Husqvarna Automower. Don't stop there, the neighbours are now looking. Keep those hedges low with a Husqvarna hedge trimmer. Watch your neighbours turn green with envy as you keep your garden looking immaculate all year round. P.O. Coyne & Sons, your local Husqvarna dealer, have the full Husqvarna range of garden products. Visit us in store at Clonard County Mead or call us on 046 955 1910. Peter Duffy is never going up to that senior team. <laughs> Not when Colin Moran was at the helm, anyway. I was in talking to Peter Duffy actually this evening. Uh, great form, looking fit and well. And uh, I even said that you, that you said hello. What what did you, what message was it that you. Um... Tell him, tell him daddy said hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Mark Crawley <laughs> says, Niji Hand has a new woman taking a break from football in 2021. Uh, Niji's been in touch straight away pretty much to say that is fake news. <laughs> okay. Um, I kind of guessed that it was. Um, you know, um, N- N- as, as, as Niji got a mail order bride or something there now, because you know that man concentrates on his football the whole time, so he, does. he hasn't got time for a woman. He doesn't. Or, or another man. <laughs> um, the last one, which is probably fitting that we've left it to, the man who's dominated um, our Instagram interactive for pretty much all of the year. And to be honest, had it not been for his contributions throughout the year, maybe Instagram interactive wouldn't have actually taken off at all. It is, of course, the iconic PS tapes. Um, and he's been in touch to say, if it wasn't for COVID, Rispin would have tried to shift at least five of that team in the palace. Presumably it's the... Uh, Ladies, the, 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 the minor footballers, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the Leinster, the, before the Leinster football. Ecumenical matter, Mickey. Yeah. Um, he's been very conservative with his, with, with his number there as well, I'd say. Um, because there's a panel of about 33 or 34, I think, full panel. Um, so I'd say he meant that you'd have tried to shift all bar, maybe five of them, because you wouldn't have had time. Why five? Like... Why, just just time con, just time constraints. I'd say that, and it was him that mentioned four or five. True. So yeah, um, I picked that. Let me do one quick uh, refresh because we actually were... just before we do move on, yeah. uh, Davy. 
How many of that panel have you shifted? <laughs> Let's not go into that. <laughs> Did you press the refresh button on that? <laughs> yeah, there's no more. And there's no more. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> I've never seen you give me that look before. That was brilliant. Um, I think that's it from this episode of the We Are Me podcast. Don't forget, we have our Loyal Royals podcast going out this week, the minor review with interview uh, with the interview with John McCarthy. We have the ladies All-Ireland final review uh, with interviews from Myro Shotnessy, Vicky Wall and Eamon uh, Murray. And we also will be doing our Whammies Awards this week. It is, of course, the We Are Mead um, uh, GEA Awards for 2020 in Mead GEA circles. So um, do look out for them ones. And, of course, over the Christmas, we are going to be coming to you with our big quiz of the year, the We Are Mead big quiz of the year. And um, we will also be doing our 10 best since 2010 over the Christmas as well of Navin O'Matneys. If anybody out there wants to get in contact with us and remind us of some of the players from Navin O'Matneys um, that have stood out over the last 10 years to uh, get in contact with us because we are finding it very, very hard to pick just 10 for the uh, um, 10 best since 2010 from Navin O'Matneys. That's it from this episode of the We Are Mead podcast. Remember, we are Mead. Why? It matters more. <laughs>